ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another installment of the Estabro TV podcast. Man, last week was actually pretty freaking amazing. And I'm sure you guys had a lot of fun last week. We should, we should go around the table and do soft introductions to everybody. My main man, all the way in the Empire State. Give it up for my right-hand man, TV. Say hello to the people, TV. How's it going, everybody? You definitely had more fun than I definitely did over the weekend. I worked and went to the gym all weekend. You apparently went to another planet. Did you land back softly on planet I... Earth? I, I believe you are looking for the correct term of Space Ranger. Space Ranger. Oh, I'm sorry. Sure. Excuse me. Space Ranger. Excuse okay? me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotcha. like to travel intergalactically. All uh, right. Apparently. I'm yes. I am not versed in that art whatsoever, but no. I'm glad you'd rather be a moon man. I'd rather be a moon man. I could live vicariously through you. You nope. hey. So wait, if I'm a moon man and you're a space ranger, what the hell is hot is high? Hi, May. Do you want to shed light on what you would be? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know, sugar. I don't know. What's up? Hey, I, I got something to say. I don't know if you guys remember when I said um, I was going to do a bet and I lost because West Ham's going to West Ham. Well, oh, I remember. So I'm a man vividly. of one word. Maddie. I remember vividly telling you you were a dipshit for making that bet. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, Maddie, I kept my word and we went to the spot. And I gotta say, it was some pretty legit sushi. I I've been it's I've been calling it a monster all these years, and sushi is not a monster. Well, it's glad that I proved you wrong, and you decided to become a cadet space ranger in training. Yeah, only because West Ham only because West Ham blew it. Yeah, but you need to learn to uh, stop following shitty teams, Jaime. Well, that's 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 gonna be a no. Good uh, luck with that. Behind the scenes, we have uh, keeping us in check uh, once again is he who must not be named. Please step out of the shadows and say hello to the people. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Perfect. Nice. That's, <laughs> so, all, that's all you point. get. To so the point. Subtle. To the point. I love it. <laughs> all right. And then uh, because we are having positive rapport with... Um, you know, friends of mine that I have come up and kick their legs up, uh, talk a little shit on the show. Um, I do want to show some special light for the guest we had this week. Um, it is pretty much my birthday gift to her to make sure she enjoys herself. Please give a round of applause to our special guest this week, Ashley Ford. Say hello to the people, Ashley. I'm so excited to be here and I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. For sure. We all, we all got to start um, somewhere and whatnot. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any idea what you signed welcome. up for? No, she probably doesn't. But she, no, was she, she, she's she got battle scars to um, definitely prove. Like, um, Ashley, please go into detail on uh, your colorful weekend. And uh, how you spent your birthday week so far? Uh, yes, so I uh, turned 28 on Saturday, and I am in Houston right now because I went to. Well, I traveled to Dallas this weekend. I went to Ubby Dubby, uh, which is a two-day music festival, and it was 
awesome. I haven't been to a festival since like 2015 and it was a good time. Um, My God. On Sunday, we saw Elenium. Yeah, it's been a while. Goodness. Yeah, my first show was Sunset, and then I I was scarred from that. You were so, scarred. Uh, sunset. That's too funny. Your first show was Sunset. Did you show her the thing? No, I didn't. Oh man, I, I, I'll get to that. The so, irony is unbelievable. Here. She know she she's already put in her custom order what she wants. Mm-hmm. Well, she yeah, know what to get her for her birthday. Now you can well, give her a gift that actually takes effort. There you go. You know what I mean? It's the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving. Exactly. We're waiting for it. We're waiting for it. We're waiting. <laughs> we were all waiting for it. <laughs> um, Jaime, you, you lost your bet. You yes. tried the yes. sushi culinary experience at yes. my old spot yes. of 36 Chambers. Um, that, that's what we're going to call it on the show. Uh, because, you know, unless if we were sponsored yes. by a said restaurant. Which we're not. Which we're not. And I so don't think not. she so ever will, which is fine. Not. But, um, yeah, dude, that, that probably has the best sushi in town in the, you know, Tampa Tri-County area. Um, I will take that to the bank. The I'm not going to lie to you. That is, this is true. Yes. Yeah. No, as a virgin sushi eater, you enjoy yes. Every bite. You even asked me if I was going to. So, you know, uh, related That's to right. people, what, um, which ones you tried? Uh, what's it called? The um, the, the, the Gossip thing has got Godzilla, but has like more like pizzazz, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No. You made me God. You made me Godzilla. I made me Godzilla. Good move. Uh, he wanted the he wanted uh, the general, so we got General Zo with yeah, his. Yeah, that's right. Hey, and um, there was one more. Uh, oh, the double oh, dragon. Oh, it had shrimp and chicken. Yeah, so like, double dragon. Yeah. Surf and turf. Yeah, which is uh, pretty pretty cool. That's solid. I'm proud of you, Jaime. I'm very yeah. very proud of you. They grow up so fast, said, bro. They grow up yeah. so fast. And we we did sake. Yeah, we just. Oh yeah, and he did sake. We, we do. I love me some sake. Sake's great. Sake's awesome. I absolutely love it. Uh, TV, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. A lot of work. Uh, real estate market's very, very busy right now. So I've been working my ass off and just in the gym every day, just trying to keep on grinding, try to get my ass back to the sunshine state as soon as possible. So that's the plan as of right hot. now. It is hot as balls down here right now. I cannot wait. Yeah, no, no, it's perfectly. Um, I cannot wait. Bro, it was 35 here two days ago. Yeah, I don't know. It's April. No, you have fun with that guy. Yeah, thank you. You have absolutely all the fun in the world. Don't you okay. put that evil on me. <laughs> uh, we have a very, very top-heavy sports scheduled week. So much sports has happened this week that th- this is too much action-packed, jam-packed of an episode to fit all of the sports that has happened. Um, and that's another primary reason why we have Ashley here so that, um, she could help navigate us with a lot of the subjects we have on hand. Cause she is also very passionate on the subjects. We're going to, um, talk about the number one thing that's practically on every sports man, sports fans mind who lives in the United States. And we're talking about the NFL draft that is going to be kicking off on Thursday, man. I mean, like, I really feel like it doesn't feel like it's been um, 
what the three months that it's been that football season ended and you know the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Like I, I feel like it's been longer than three months. It feels like almost five. Really? Like, yeah, to me it does. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think with the shortened college season this year, I don't know why they made us wait so long for the draft. You know what I mean? I feel like in, in a weird year with the pandemic, you could have just had the combine early. You know what I mean? A lot I of these feel kids, like, a lot of these kids didn't even play. In the, I feel like in the, the combine was limited as well. It was. A lot of guys didn't go. Yeah. A lot of guys just had pro days. Ashley, you are a huge college sports fan, as I know for sure. Wait, who's your team? So I'm a Penn State Nittany Lions fan. I have been a fan since I was a little girl. And um, I grew up in Happy Valley. Um, I grew up going to all of the homecoming parades as a little girl. And I love Joe Paterno. You're, you're, um, you're true blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bleed blue and white, baby. Got it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We miss Joe Pa. I miss him. It's very sad, um, all the events that happened and how much his legacy suffered because of it. But uh, we're not here to sulk in sorrow. Um, So that makes you a big, big 10 fan. uh, Correct. For the most part. Um, Any other conferences that you are pretty savvy with? Um, I would say the, the main is I know pretty, pretty all the power amount on the ACC. Yeah. Right on. Um, the ACC, the SEC, obviously, um, are probably my big 10 ACC and SEC are probably my, um, like most knowledgeable, um, conferences to talk about. I think a lot of people, they would, could say the same about that. Right. Okay. Very, very neat. So basically on how the draft is um, starting out, we're probably going to see Trevor Lawrence go first overall. I mean, there, there's no doubt in anyone's mind. If you're any team, whether you have a quarterback or not, I don't care if you're the Buccaneers. If you're the first overall pick, you're taking Trevor Lawrence. He's the best player available. You take him. No Period. doubt. There's Period. no doubt about it. It's um, I I know Ashley probably has some words for um Urban Liar as I like to call him, uh, <laughs> but I really just think it is a power duo of like you know something that's like written in legend of a quarterback coach relationship that is about to happen between Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. Um, Can you imagine if Urban Meyer just pulled one out of left field and just picks Justin Fields instead? just to create chaos in in the sports world definitely absolutely i think trevor lawrence is a clear number one and then when it go once you get down the list it's i don't know everyone's so sold on zach wilson before we before we uh move on from trevor is one of the most very um craziest things that i saw today is that trevor already signed an endorsement for cryptocurrency that's fucking huge of you know, businesses moving in the right direction for um, sports and what have you. Like, I, I wonder how much he's going to make in crypto and um, how far that's going to go necessarily. It's a good plug. 
Definitely. Um, so Jaime, your yeah. friends that are Jets fans could definitely get hype for um, Zach Wilson. Well, they'll get hype for anybody. Uh, Let's be honest. They'll get hype for anybody. It's it's always the same thing. <laughs> I I thought the Jets had a bigger lineman problem than a quarterback problem. I mean, did, are they really letting go of Sam Darnold like immediately for impact or not? The, Jet, the Jets have a organization problem. They're a terrible organization. I mean, you're just you, pointing at the obvious. That's what I'm saying. It's listen. Sam Darnold was a half decent quarterback. If you could have had offensive linemen, then great. But you traded Sam. You traded. You traded Sam Darnold. So what are we doing here? Wow, Lawrence got two twenty two and a half million in crypto. Damn, that's a lot. My guy got that's paid. a lot, and then, and that's probably spread out from different accounts. Yeah, that are yeah. just all going up. Every yeah. single one. And you know Block fo- Blockfolio stock is just going to go through the fucking roof now. Absolutely. Which is smart. Listen, they're smart. Absolutely. It's a good move. Again, I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. If I'm the Jets, honestly, and I want a quarterback because you need one now, you get, you get like I said, you gave away Sam Darnold. I think you pick Mac Jones or Justin Fields. Two, two uh, fans that have quarterbacks that are probably going up to pasture first. I'm going to first put you on the spot, TV. Do the Falcons draft a quarterback? Fuck yes, they do. And here's my reasoning. Number one, Mal Kuyper has them taking Kyle Pitts from Florida, the tight end, which is not a bad pick at four. You need to pick Matt Ryan's, Matt Ryan's replacement. Like, you have to pick him. And you need to – this needs to be like a, a Jalen Hurts situation where you let Matt Ryan do what Matt Ryan does, fuck up and lose games and blow big leads and then you insert the young kid three or four games into the season, let him take over the offense. Do you have any reasonable belief to think that uh, Matt Jones falls to you? Because No, I don't. I don't think, no, but that's the thing. I don't think San Fran does any favor uh, favors drafting a quarterback. Like, Why? I really don't. I, I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with Jimmy G. He led a team to the Super Bowl. Well, they're clearly not sold on him. I don't get it. I don't get it, dude. He can't say I healthy. Really don't get it. So can't say, he can't say healthy. They could sign somebody. Who? Yeah, Ryan, I'll, get, I'll get back to you on that one. Ryan Fitzpatrick has a job already. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who else would you sign? I don't want anybody else other than Fitzy. Does Mitch Trubisky? He's a backup right now, right? In Carolina. Correct. Here, okay. Here's the, here's the thing. Zach Wilson and Mac Jones don't fall to four. I don't see it happening. If one of them did, it'd be Zach Wilson. Honestly, and I'm probably going to get heat for this, I think the play is to reach on Justin Fields and go and get him. I really think that's the play. I mean, but, if if it's a reach, it's a reach. But the, the Trubisky's, reason why... Trubisky's on the bills, by the way. I'm, I'm Wow. I'm praying... You know for, who has corrected you. I'm praying for the Jones... Um, Jones to drop to y'all because you know you do great things when you play your uh, conference championship in the same building. Yeah. So I I would definitely hope that falls to you if I'm you, Ashley dear. Um, here on Mel Kiper's mock it says Najee Harris from Alabama the running back, but do you think that the Steelers play the weight game to get 
a quarterback to uh, mold behind Big Ben, or do they wait one more year and write it out for um, Ben's last contract? I think that we should wait it out. I don't love that plan because I really want to see. Um, we didn't get the. We didn't go to the Super Bowl last year. Um, so Crash, obviously that burn. was our one chance. <laughs> didn't what? Crash and burn. I mean, I was in your corner in the very, very beginning, and then it's just when injury to injury happened week to week. It just the possibility kept fading away, which was sad. And the, the Steelers had a great season um, going on all year last year. So I kind of feel bad. Yeah, and, it hurt. It, it really hurt. Um, I cried a little bit, but it's fine. I think we need to wait it out. Um, we're going to have Ben for one more year, it seems like. And I'm not a big Ben fan. I want to say that. I want to get that out. It's kind of a hot take. I have never really liked Ben Roethlisberger. Um, he's not. He's a good quarterback, but he... I'm ready to see him go, but I think we need to Mason Rudolph can't get the job done. We saw that. That was terrible. Correct. That haunts me anytime he has to go in a game. Unless uh, you let him play without a helmet all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um no, I think we need to wait it out. Whatever happens this year, if we crash and burn the whole season, hopefully we'll get a higher draft pick, obviously. Then maybe we can get a, a decent quarterback for his replacement. Um, but I think we need to wait it out and also hope that we sign Juju again. Um, if I'm the Steelers, I'm drafting Najee Harris nine times to Tuesday. Now, did they lose James Conner? Yes. Yeah, I saw him sign where? I don't know. I, I know. I'm fine with that. that. Really? I love James Conner. James Conner, I love his story. If you guys don't know, I think everybody does though. He was a Pittsburgh kid through and through. He went to University of Pittsburgh. He beat cancer there. He got drafted to the Steelers. It's a great feel-good story. He's a great kid. He just can't stay healthy. Love him as a person, but he can't stay healthy. We need to get him. We need to get him out. And I thought that. That's fact. And listen, dude, Najeris is crazy. I can't believe the, I can't believe they actually I, the fact that Mel has him going twenty fourth to the Steelers. Honestly, I think that's a steal at twenty four. Like, I think so too. Like I think you draft Najee Harris always. Like even because here's the thing: what quarterback? There's no there is no quarterback that they're gonna have left by the time it, the twenty fourth pick comes around. Like it's you're way better off drafting a dude who no, if if he doesn't no, get taken if Najee Harris actually falls to twenty four, I will be shocked. I will be shocked. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that pick as well. And he, they're projecting a, a big guy like this. You know, he rushed for a thousand four hundred sixty-six yards. I'm sure he was in, um, you know, the top ten for Heisman selection as whatnot because that entire Alabama offense was just insane. Insane. Uh, Twenty-six touchdowns. It, it it sounds like it fits perfectly in you know your offense. Six two six two two thirty. That's crazy. That's insane, bro, dude. That listen, if and look from from a Steelers perspective, you have an aging Ben Roethlisberger. He's still got a gun, but he doesn't have the gun that he once had. You just run that ball, just hand that ball off to Najee and let him do his thing. Just run people over into the end zone. And we saw that work time and time again last year when the Steelers were doing well. 
was a little bit hard. We kept dropping balls, but when we could actually connect, that is what made the plays. Let's, let's make it happen. I'm finding it hard to believe that nobody else is taking a running back this early on Mel's mock. So the fact that he's the first running back going off the board is at 24th is just shocking to me. All right. The one thing you got to remember is there is actually a pretty decent amount of not only quarterback, but also offensive line and offensive tackle talent in this draft. Which yeah, there's a lot of good talent pool in this draft that's coming up. Ton of good wide receivers. I mean, you got Devonta Smith going to fall into 13 of the Chargers. Devonta Smith was like, he, I mean, the national title game, he looked like a, a, not a human. He looked superhuman. So I don't see how he falls to 13. Like how, especially in, in a game now in the NFL where guys are throwing more and you see more West Coast style. Big I, I don't want offenses. him. I don't want him going to uh, the Panthers either. Like I, there was, there was some. I want him going to the. Where, I want him going to the Panthers. There was some mocks where I saw him actually going to Miami. So Kyle Pitts being selected fourth is a little bit of a. Well, I'm sorry. Um, through the mock, uh, here through Mel, um, I really don't see. Kyle Pitts being selected by Miami. I, I just think I just think how it's funny how you have Jamar Chase and Devonta's teammate Jalen Waddle going before him. That to me that doesn't make sense. It blows my mind. It it really blows my mind. And obviously, Mel Kiper knows better than we do, so he's got some reason for doing this. But I don't know. He who should not be named just answered asked an interesting question in the chat. Uh Patriots straight up for Justin Fields? Yes. Maybe. Yes. No, they they are going to get a quarterback for Cam to mentor. It's a good idea. It's it's, it's almost inevitable. Yeah, at, no, it would be great. They're at fifth they're at fifteen. They might get lucky, maybe he falls. But I can't see I can't see Denver not picking a quarterback in the first round unless they all get taken before they even get a shot at it, which I don't see happening. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm also worried about Denver, but I really think that they'll, um, they'll fuck it up because they have Mel's got a linebacker selected here and they also need to figure out their defense situation. So I think that's also something they got to figure out. Um, so quick, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Don't think you're out of this. Scott. I'm not. What do you think about the what do you think about him saying that the Bears are gonna take an offensive tackle at twenty? <laughs> I mean, um look, Andy Dalton is gonna need all the protection he's gonna need. That's facts. Okay? Um that offense needs help from top to bottom. And it's it's not just Coach Nagy not being able to call plays. I mean None of those guys are like Pro Bowl worthy either. You know what I think you do? You get Tony Romo out of retirement and you have him come play quarterback. I think you'd have more success as Romo as your quarterback. They already screwed that up. Hey, listen. They they tried doing that and they screwed that up. They really did. They had a contract doctored up for Tony Romo and they fucked it up. Uh, Honestly, I, I think that. You know who has made a great point. I think the Bears' best route is to probably – I would honestly – I would trade their 20th pick and just tank this year. Just just literally just be as bad as humanly possible and then try and get 
the uh, I, the, and try the to saddest, get the saddest part is that they've <laughs> wasted the talent on their defense at a wrong time to just have a horrible offense. And that's always been the rule of thumb is just have one of the most phenomenal defenses in the league and just like, you know, tank and be an absolute horrible offense and be mediocre. Just it's, it's the same running gag joke of the bears. And it's just, it, it made things more impossible to me to keep following the team when they selected Mitch Trubisky in the first place. Yeah, that and was that, tough. and that's where I drew the line. That's where I said, yeah, and that was tough. Like exactly, and it's just like I can't do this anymore. Like I really can't. I mean, you I, might, I, I couldn't. Maybe you'll still get Deshaun Watson. No, probably not. I that it. It's amazing how that man sells his job, and I and I really don't want to touch that right now. It's just it's too much to fucking handle, and eventually we will cross that bridge when we get there. Um, Jaime, <laughs> who shall not be named is in the chat. I uh, love it. Are you still a Cowboys fan, or are you just not giving a shit to know that? Um, a what? The Cowboys are mocked to take. I was, I was never. Quarterback. I guess. Well, well, I guess when I was like a diehard Cowboys fan was like in third grade when I first moved to the country and I didn't know any better. But I was never like just you know, association. Just yeah, like I said, I dropped everything once I moved to Tampa. Tampa teams all the way. Oh. So you're actually interested to hear what the Bucks are gonna take? Yeah, pretty much. Um, understanding like the entire. Oh, they got the core. Yeah, the core teams. Back, no, they, so. they they re-signed almost everyone except Antonio Brown, and you know I think the only logic for them is to actually take defense, as Mel has written here, with Christian Bar- uh, Barmore, defensive tackle from Alabama. Um, they, they re-signed Nadonikin Sue for another two years, I believe. I believe, um, Jason Pierre-Paul is in his last year. He was in the second, um, he signed a three-year deal in 2020, 2021, no, 2019, one of the two. I gotta get double-checked on that with Jason Pierre-Paul, but, um, Retaining all 22 starters from the Super Bowl team. And um, all they really have to uh, do is retool depth. Things are in favorable odds for uh, the locals here here in Tampa. What say uh, everybody around the board? Back to back. Let's bring it. Back to back. Uh, no, I don't think. I think the Bucks could go to the Super Bowl again. But I, I think. That is the play, is to go defense. You lost Antonio Brown. You didn't need him in the first place. No. So you you're you're fine. I They're still the best team in the NFC South for sure, and I think probably in the NFC right now, honestly. Well, she, I wouldn't go that far for NFC. I mean, they're probably a conference finalist. For Dra- sure. DraftKings and Vegas has Chiefs favorites when the Super Bowl. Bucks are in second. Chiefs are plus nine hundred. Bucks are plus five hundred. So they they want the repeat yeah. to happen again. Yeah, Chiefs and Bucks. I mean, that's that. Right, Why, not? I, Why my, not? My way, 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 way too early Super Bowl call would be that it'd be the Chiefs versus the Bucks again. Okay, Ashley, what say you as a Steelers fan? I um, 
I don't, I don't think the Steelers are going to do it. So I'd have to second that. I really do think it's going to be the Chiefs okay. and the Bucks again. Okay. That's, that's a fair assessment. It, it hurts me to say it. <laughs> I, I bet it does. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm pretty thrilled to see, you know, the city actually give a shit about, you know, a uh, winning team again. 30 to one odds for the Steelers. I take that. <laughs> I'm dead ass, bro. Listen, you pump, you pump, you pump Ben Roethlisberger. Have a stroke. Have full a stroke. of, full, full of it. Ten strokes under. <laughs> you pump Ben Roethlisberger full of Tyrannoball and just let him go nuts. All right, Jesus just let him Christ. do his thing. Just keep Usada away from Ben Jesus. Roethlisberger. Just Christ. let him do his thing, bro. Just li- listen. He's almost forty years old. And he's a little TRT. Not everyone's Tom Brady. Okay, we all can't have. He the power looks forty-five. What do you mean? Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's about fifty-five. He's almost forty. <laughs> he's not looking great. No, the pandemic hit him hard, bro. He <laughs> looks bloated. That's what I'm saying. Ben Roethlisberger's down bad right now. You get him on some TRT real quick. Just let him do his thing and just let him throw bombs and let Najee Harris run the ball into the end zone. It's all you got to do. Has anybody ever attended a Super Bowl party before? You know, that diehard of a uh, football fan? Yes. Actually, I was at, I, when, I, when we were in college, I was at a Packers fan's house when uh, A-Rod got it done, actually. Gross. It was awful. <laughs> I, I was just disgusted by being there. Gross. Um, a buddy of my, uh, of Esto legends, um, he said that we have tickets for the draft party for the box. So, um, hopefully it's going to be a pretty interesting evening and I Fuck wonder you. how drunk everybody's going to be. Oh, Fuck you. stop. You're not that upset. I am. I want to go. I'm very upset. What do you mean? <sighs> I keep telling you to move down here, dude. I keep telling I invited TV to be my date for a Clippers-Raptors game. He said no. No. I'm wow. Gonna... Still said no. Wow. He's, gonna, he's not going to fly down for that. No. I wonder. Wow. Heat-Raptors, yes. I wonder. Because the Clippers and Raptors, exactly. That's I wonder. I, not, I could not care less. <laughs> I could care less about you, TV. That's fine, bro. Clippers. Oh damn! Clippers. I thought. I thought oh, Clippers damn. still aren't winning a chip this year. He he still has it. He's still against the grain. That, not, he is. He is. He's gonna drown. Hey, when no. the water's there, you gotta swim. Nope. Yeah, I you guess. Can get, you're gonna get beat by Phoenix. Does anyone here think that I'm going to see some essence of football fans? Um boycotting the Glazers in front of Raymond James or One Buck Place on Thursday? Do you think I'm going to see any of those people? Maybe see some legends. No? Maybe. Usually, when I used to work at the Buck Stadium, there used to be um, occasional, like, old players that have, like, a little table sign, and then once the party starts, they leave. Working in Raymond James, I've actually seen the Manchester United uh, director's suite. Um, they actually have a nice uh, box spot inside Raymond James. Um, the one reason why I brought the question up is there was a shitstorm of a nightmare for a lot of soccer fans as we change lanes to the other football on this podcast. Um, basically, the top money clubs in England with the main three of Spain, I believe, with Real Madrid and, Re- and Atletico, with Barca, 
and alongside three major Italian squads, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah, Syria. Yeah. So these clubs came together to try to make a super league to pretty much be a retaliation for UEFA expanding champions league. It might sound a little confusing for some of you non-soccer fans. That's okay. We'll explain. Basically champions league is like the world series with the super bowl and the college title all wrapped up into one to, you know, put that, into perspective on how important the championship is. In short, the Champions League is the best soccer clubs from all the European leagues playing for one trophy, which is the UEFA Champions League. Yeah. And UEFA decided to uh, expand the competition to 32 teams. I believe that's correct. Right? And... um, these top money clubs did not care for how much money they were going to be splitting with these new teams joining. And they just pretty much took their own matters in their own hands and said that they're going to start their own league, which made it a all money, like, you know, these big time sports owners, we're talking, you know, billionaires, wanting to start their own league and pretty much saying that all other major competition that they compete in was pretty much shit. And, you know, valuing fighting these other top clubs with top players was, you know, the biggest um, importance. 400, um, yeah, I'll, I'll wait on that. Sorry, Dave, you're good. Um. A lot of this is embarrassing to um, the fans and spectators of these clubs who are known worldwide. And they feel just absolutely betrayed on why these owners would rather wipe their ass with more dollar bills, hundreds of millions of dollars, just for a league with only... 12 other teams in it. I mean, somebody's got to be pissed off about this. TV, you want to shed some light? Well, listen, I already know Jaime is going to rip this to shreds, and I am here for it. (laughs) So I'm going to make this sweet and short. To piggyback off what you said, it's ridiculous. The fact that these 12 teams actually thought that they it's just it's the audacity to think that we're so big we are manchester united we are fc barcelona we are juventus or whatever whoever the teams were to say that we're going to start our own league because we know that we control 60 percent, basically between those 12 teams of the viewership of european soccer and we're going to start our own league because we're not making enough money because if we win champions league we're only going to get 19 million dollars as opposed to where we win this thing we're going to get 141 million. It's like as if these clubs don't have enough money already. It's ridiculous. People don't, if you're not a big soccer fan, you probably don't understand, but these soccer clubs, first of all, a lot of them have been around for hundreds of years. I've been corrected. Please hold. 
I'm sorry, European Super League, as they were going to call it. These 12 teams were going to make up. The winner was going to get $470 million, which is fucking ridiculous. And listen, the thing is... Absolutely repulsive. If they get it... Oh, there we go. So, $470 was, is the projected winnings of the European Super League, the league that all these big clubs want to make. $141 million is what the current UEFA Champions League trophy earns you as a club. Which you know is a pretty fair sum of money, I'd but say. But that's a huge difference, and it, it's just like what what you you realize you have to pay like your players more. You're only paying for top talent of the world, and, and it's just like a big fuck you money club. Yeah, that's exactly what that's exactly what it is. So Forbes are the source of all those numbers, by the way. Just to keep that straight, listen, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Good on clubs like Bayern Munich, <clears throat> Dortmund, and PSG for saying "fuck you" and we're not doing this shit. We're not going to betray our fanship. It's a money grab, and not only the fact if you look in deeper to it, the ESL quote unquote was going to probably have their own streaming service. So if you're going to watch those games, you have to. You only had to subscribe to that, which no. is already hair pulling in a age of you have to subscribe to this, you have to subscribe to that now. Exactly, just to watch it. All right, so this is what we're going to do. Jaime, try to keep your cool. Try to keep <laughs> under 10 strokes, all right? Oh, yes, baby. And, hey, uh, it's European. It's not South American. But I'm still pissed. Let's, but as the, the local soccer fan here, the local yeah. soccer expert, football expert, so to speak, <laughs> what do you think of this? Well, it's sad, really, because, like you said, it's these teams are history. Like, you understand, like, these teams were formed by in neighborhoods by where, you know, like, but the teams like wherever street you were, you lived in and that's your group of friends form a team. And then you just start going up the ranks. And when you move up the ranks, you become more professional, you apply, you get donors, you sponsorships, you become a big team. And that's how all these big teams started off as normal, typical neighborhood teams. That's why all the fans care about it because it's, it's a tradition. It's, you know, my family support it. I support it. You keep going. You always go to the stadium. You always, you, you know, when it's survival game, the whole city shuts down. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tradition and all that. And now when you see your, you know, as a fan, you see your tradition, your history, your favorite club, just taken away, going into what well, owners just want money. That's, it's not nothing. What, what, if you ask a fan, what do they want? Do they want to win, you know, 47 or 470 million, or do you want to win the Champions League trophy? They're going to say, I want to win the Champions League. Look, it's prestige. Any, 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 any team, any fan is going to say, I want my team to win the highest trophy a club team can win. You think the ESL has prestige? What? Just, oh, it's a glorified friendly to me. To me, it's like, it's a glorified preseason friendly that the type the European teams go to the United States and go to every other country or every other state where they know they're going to make money. It's that's pretty much it, like a cash grab. It's I'm glad it didn't work out because you know that's that's I'll be really sad if that if it actually went through. That'd be like one of the final blows for the game. And the idea that makes Champions League so great is that any team of nobodies from anywhere in Europe can build themselves up to potentially come in and win Champions League. Yeah. Kind of similar to what you saw Leicester City several years yeah. ago winning the Premier League. And with this ESL, you now have a gatekeeping of championship that is no longer allowed. Exactly. 
Oh, no, I, no, one of the things that never made sense to me was just like, how does a team like Tottenham with no titles but has the money get into a league like that? Like, it, they it, it can't. Wait, they can't win it. They have no. They, they can't. And not only that, to piggyback off what Jaime said, but not only does ESL have no prestige, but now you ruin the prestige of Champions League mm-hmm. because all of the best teams now play in the ESL. If it was to happen. It, it it pretty so, much so makes the Champions, Champions League need irrelevant. The, and the whole point, so, the whole point of what you know who said, which is the Champions League is an opportunity for a team that is not Manchester United, exactly. Chelsea, yeah. to come up and try and make their presence known and also further their club. Right. The more the listen, the better, the more money these football clubs have, the better they run. The better players they right. have. The it more, also the, meant that finishing top four meant nothing. It meant it, winning the Champions League means nothing if you have this shit. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter whoever wins the Champions League because we all know the dozen best teams in the world play in the ESL Bullshit League. It's crazy. And I, I am proud of football fans worldwide coming up and saying, Fuck you, because all this is is rich guys trying to get even richer. It's yeah. exactly what it is. It's already expensive in places like England. If you want to watch Barclays oh, Premier yeah. League, it's not cheap to watch it. No, it's not. It's so, not. you know, in listen, I, there's going to be ramifications from this for a while. Oh, th- these clubs have exposed themselves. Yeah. They played their hand. You played your hand, and you ended up getting called. And and that's why you know I played a little uh, rough opening up this segment. The the fans want the Glazers' head on a you know goddamn. Side. They've been I mean, wanting it. Yeah, no, they've been wanting. They fired you know their um, jockey Ed Woodard. Uh, fired is in quotes. He resigned and stepped down because he knew the shit was hitting the fan, and he fucking licked his wounds. You know, as a piece of shit, and what it is. Um, he must not be named also brought up to the point where um, it costs nearly 700 pounds a year to watch your team in England between Champions League and Premier League. And it's actually right. Me touring um, a lot of the top stadiums in England, a guy's season tickets, as a patron who worked there, his discount only got him like 650 pounds a year to, you know, get to watch all his matches. Right. And for, if you for that. Exactly. And if you live in the United Kingdom, you're watching football. Yes. Like w- all the time. That lower leagues, anything. It's it, it's it's this isn't the United States where we have a big four. There is there's not that many sports and no doubt about who what reigns supreme. It's football. Yep. Plain and simple. Yep, that's Europe as a whole. So again, I listen, I, I just think it it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like it's like all the teams from, you know, let's say the Chiefs, the whatever, who you, you want to pick the best teams in the NFL, right, that are consistently playoff teams all the time, saying, we're going to go and play in our own league. Fuck the NFL. We're going to make the Super Football League, and we're going to do that. It's ridiculous. It is stupid to even think that these clubs could do that, and it's just – it's brash cockiness it's all it is it's just saying we are bigger than the sport we are bigger than the game which is just it blows my mind 
It Listen, to quote Stephen A. Smith, the fact that they had the audacity, the unmitigated gall to actually try this shit is fucking hilarious. It's hilarious and good on them. And I hope the Arsenal owners get ousted. I hope a lot of people lose their jobs over this dumb shit. Oh, no, I, I really hope that the... Um, Excuse my language, Ashley. I'm very sorry. I don't like talking this, like this morning, <laughs> ladies, but I have no choice. I'm very angry about this. A- Ashley, um, to, to make a uh, comparison and contrast, would you still watch a football season that only had the Steelers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Raiders just playing each other in the division? And uh, because it was just a rich owner's, you know, division with that. And then, like, in another division, you had the Bears, the Chiefs, um, probably the Niners, and let's give me one more with... Uh, the Bucks. How, no. about, how about the Super Bowl ring, the, the ring Super Bowl champions? No, you got to get a, a, a no respect. Had a shitload no of money. respect for like touchdown time. Shitload of money. Okay. Oh, he already said the Bucks. I'm sorry. I apologize. I said corrected. <laughs> I mean, would would you watch an all money football like conference? And they just said, "Oh, the NFL doesn't mean shit to us," and like only these games matter. And we're actually going to have Rams. a trophy with all that. Yeah, actually, the Rams. That that's a good one for sure. What what say you, Ashley? Oh, my first question here is: Was this when Tom was in New England, or is he <laughs> in a different, whole know. different division? Wait, let's just pretend no, Touchdown kidding. Tommy's retired. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. No, I would not want to watch that. It it wouldn't be fun. There would be no competition. It would be boring. Right. And then, um, you know, another thing, how, how pissed off do you get, um, every year when, uh, the CFP makes the wrong selection, you know, on the last week of, uh, competition? Yeah, no, I, um, 2016 was a really rough year for Penn state fans. I bet. 26 was a really rough year. It hurt. I was very upset. I got a little bit of, of revenge when i was in cleveland watching uh the clemson and ohio state game and ohio state just got smacked by clemson it was it was every penn state's fans dream for that to happen um but at the end of the day yeah no i i'm really the co- uh, the college football playoff uh, it, something needs to be changed there. i need to expand that it one thousand percent. They need to expand it. I don't even know why it's not expanded yet. They said after year three to five, they said they would try it, and I love how they've. We're on year lied. six. We're on year six now. Yeah. Just so everyone's clear. By the way, uh, you know who made a great point. This is what it's like, Ashley. It's like if the SEC said we are no longer going to play in the CFB. We're not going to deal with the NCAA. We are the SEC. We're going to take all of our TV deals, all of our endorsement deals, everything, and just play in our own conference. Fuck the Big Ten. Fuck the ACC. They can all go to hell. So you just basically have Florida, Florida, Alabama, um, LSU, just, you know, everybody else in the SEC, just Texas A&M, just playing each other year round, and that's it. And whoever the quote-unquote national champion wouldn't really mean anything because whoever's playing in the SEC would most likely beat them. Exactly. Yeah. No, that, that just, 
it wouldn't be fun. It's not fair. No. At all. I completely understand why people were mad about that. It's a money Absolutely. grab. It's 100% a money grab. Yeah. Baseball did this. I would probably just have it end my baseball fanship entirely. I mean, you can't have... It, there's 30 teams and probably only 10% of those teams are big money clubs. Both LA teams, both New York teams, only one half of Chicago, St. Louis, um, the Giants, the Rangers, surprisingly. And I'm going to go with not the Phillies. They don't have that much money. Probably the Braves because Ted Turner's still the owner and he has a shitload of money. Um, I know I didn't name 10, but even then, um, that still wouldn't make a good league. And that would even drive more fans to not watch anymore because even some of the older clubs aren't some of the uh, biggest fans in the world. I mean, here in the locals for the Rays, they're always in the bottom five of spending. Usually, you know, second to last or third to last of what they have on their budget. They always seem to string together a bag of Rantide um, players together, and they somehow manage to squeeze it out, especially with one of the top uh, farming systems in the league. But, I mean, you know, an- another reason why we've been talking more about baseball on this program is to say what is wrong with baseball. And, Ashley, um, before I ask you to rip your fanship a new one, can you please relay to us on how hard it is to get a female audience attracted to baseball? What makes the other sports more attractive to everything else? That's a really good question. Um, I think that with I don't think you're going to like what I have to say here. Baseball is America's pastime, um, or so it was, I would say. I think that a lot of people now have kind of taken the NFL and um, other sports I see in that more, top. I see more chick hockey fans, too. Yeah, the, everything's growing, and it's so sad. Baseball is such a great sport. At the end of the day, um, I think I think in general viewership is is going down um, in the sport, and I think that's kind of a big a big start um, to it. I I I don't think it's fair to say that baseball is America's favorite pastime anymore, and that's sad. It's really sad. I think it's really um, I think a way to get more women and viewership uh, um, into baseball is really, you know, I think it starts at home. I know growing up, I was watching sports constantly with my family. We had season tickets to the minor league, um, the minor league team in Altoona, Pennsylvania. They were called the Altoona Curve. You know, we had season tickets. We would what go. Was the mascot? Um, the mascot was, was steamer. His name was steamer. (laughs) I don't even know what he was this big green thing. Um, but it, (laughs) 
<laughs> Worst, I think wow, it starts with that family. Is, that's questionable. I don't know if that's a family-friendly mascot there. You guys... <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't in Cleveland, though. Just be glad no, it wasn't in Cleveland. Thank Cleveland you, my man. <laughs> but I think if more... I think as the world is turning, everybody's getting busier, you know? And I think it starts with people wanting to be with their families and going to these sporting events. I have a special love for baseball because that was our family bonding time. A lot of the time was just go to the ballpark. You know, we would give tickets to our friends so that they could go with their families. And I think if we start at home and have more family time, that's, that's one way to grow viewership. I'll Uh, I'll give you a perfect cause and effect factor to, I guess, shed light on it. Um, The majority of us here have been Tampa natives and we could also all say that we are a byproduct of being transplants from separate areas of not just this country, but also other parts of the world because we have to include young Jaime. Now, (laughs) the Rays started in 1998. And if we use that formula and try to target, you know, who exactly the fans would be, it would start with, you know, millennials and Zoomers born in the 90s and basically the 2000s. So we fast forward the two decades now where that part of the generation are now most likely adults. And with your viewership and your audience members shrinking with young age group and trying to target that age group, but... um, how hard is it for other people from other cities to adapt to a new city's ball club, especially when they've only been around for 20 some odd years? Yeah. Um, no, that's a really great point that you have. Cause I know when I moved to Tampa, um, the games that I was interested in going to were when the pirates were in town, you know? Um, and so I guess moving is a huge factor. Um, I would say Tampa in general, it's a little bit hard too, because the stadium is so far away from downtown Tampa, you know? Um, I think that makes it really difficult as well. That's, that's a whole can of worms that, you know, we could, don't even get us started podcast on that i mean i've i've even tried to ask um certain people to rub elbows with downtown it's just like look we can make public transportation across the um you know bay from uh tampa to st pete to get more fans involved because there is barges that um has you get on a boat from both towns and you could easily set up a shuttle service and design more jobs for people to find a way to go to a baseball game. I mean, it's just, it's there, there has to be a way where these, you know, um, new opportunities could happen somehow, some way, apparently according to, um, Q must not be named viewership has increased with age groups between 18 to 24. And, you know, a lot of that has to do 
with um, new TV viewership and new TV setups per each team. So um, it's probably going in the right direction. There's even been more of that argument with separate fans is that, well, I get more action out of a hockey play or an NBA play. It's just like, I could actually argue a little bit of the different because I don't have to wait per each snap for, you know, a play to happen in baseball. And I, I know that everybody's moving in a hockey game, but you know, there's a lot of different stops for a lot of penalties. And some of the penalties are even hard to keep track of in hockey. So there's a lot of stop and go. And every sport has their stop and go. I mean, definitely. And listen, I just think baseball, we talked about this on a few episodes ago about the unruly rules in baseball and how you should just kind of let some of that old retired way of thinking just kind of move along. Cause I don't know about you, but watching Tatis and Trevor Bauer jaw at each other is super entertaining. I, at least to me, right? I, I don't know. Like so, right? enter- like so entertaining. It's good stuff. It's great. Especially when Tatis goes yard. Like that's, I want to see guys hit dingers. The man homered in every game of that series in Dodgers stadium. Mind he's you. a, he's a monster. He's absolutely insane. What do you mean? Um, Ashley, how do we fix the salute? How do we make the situation change? You know, you, you suggested that we get more of the family interpersonal stuff involved. How do we make the solution change for, you know, this audience? Absolutely. Um, I, I do. I know I already touched on it, but I do think, um, I mean, didn't your pops take you when you were young or your grandpa take you to baseball games? All the time. It wasn't that like, wasn't that such a great experience for you? Yeah. I mean, I loved it. Getting popcorn, getting peanuts, getting it, a soda, staying up late. Um, it just, some of my best memories are in that small ballpark. Um, so I think that's the big one. Sure. Um, that's the brush. I tell a story again I that say, I told on the podcast or no? About? About my first baseball game. I mean, we could all, you know, spend hours off end. Right now, it's not hours off end. My first ball game was opening day at the Trop. It was the very first day that the Tampa Bay Rays were at the Trop. So, listen, I have a connection with baseball. I get in transient cities like Tampa why baseball is not popular because people in Tampa are transient, just like the state itself. But I, I don't know. I just think you need more guys like Tatis and you need to shorten the games. You need to make it, make the game shorter. You're, you're on the first topic that we debated that games need to be shorter. Yeah, absolutely. You're about that. So small, small side bit. Are you pissed off that Madison Bumgarner, a legend who threw a no hitter but only in seven innings because it was a double header. And mind you, if we give the shorter games theory a try, it would probably go down to seven innings. But having that be the equation, no hitters wouldn't exist anymore. No perfect games. No, you know, that stat just completely stops existing. And that's exactly what happened. There are people saying that, that was a bad move to not, you know, consider it a no hitter. I, 
I don't think you can consider a no hitter because it was only seven innings. And I don't think the key is to shorten baseball games by the innings. I think a baseball game is nine innings as a purist. It should be nine innings. I think there is definitely a way where you could speed up the play so that, I mean, let's be serious. You know who has put a bunch of stats in the chat for us here. Like the average NFL game is three hours and 53 minutes with 18 minutes of football action, 50 minutes of commercials. Like it's it, sports in general have just, the games have gotten too long in general. So, I, I mean, I don't know. The average baseball game is three hours and 44 minutes with 22.5 minutes of baseball action. So, comparatively, it's about the same amount of action you see as a base in a baseball game that you do in a football game, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. There, there's definitely, again, we're going to go uh, back and forth with this exact problem. Pitch count, long. pitch count, pitch clock. No, I'm telling you. See, again, that's the, that's that, the way. that that is a lot of different scenarios that I could argue with that. Another pod, another time. Ashley, Fair enough. You did mention that you are a Pirates fan. Um, how how are you keeping it together? I mean, I should understand being a Cubs fan, but. How are you keeping it together? I'm not keeping it together very well. It's not it's not going well over here um, when it comes to Pirates baseball because me, as well as the rest of Pittsburgh, and I would say baseball fans everywhere, are upset. 2007 was the worst year of our lives, looking back on it. We didn't know it at the time, but that was the year that Bob Nutting bought the baseball team, and that's when everything started going to shit. Um, we had a small spurt where we were barely a 500 team, and that was my that was my freshman year of college. It was one of those years that we, my first time in 23 years, 22, 23 years, was it, um, we might need to check on that, um, that the Pirates were even in the postseason. 20 that was that was insane absolutely insane 20 plus um, years yeah that is wild the major my my entire life 92 i think was the last time that they were in the postseason um i was born in 93 so until that spurt in like 2011 through 2013 or 2013 through 2015 um i had just seen a losing baseball team and yeah, nothing has been done if anything all of our hope is gone you were exactly right point. with that our your, le- your entire life that they didn't go into the playoffs until uh 2013 so that's yeah wild. 2013 yeah insane i spent and, and mind nothing. you they still haven't won the central division ever yeah in the central division they only have east division titles and i mean I just think that the whole like Pittsburgh legacy, we used to be a force to be reckoned with. We had Roberto Clemente. We had so many greats. Nobody. Rem- nope. I would no idea how much of- I love the 1970 champion team. They're absolutely my favorite. Robert Clemente's best friend was Doc Ellis. Hey. And I like Doc Ellis for all the wrong reasons. And I, and you like Doc Ellis for all the right reasons. You bullshitting right now. <laughs> like, What's even funnier is that Doc Ellis 
has now had a more cultural significance in, you know, recent times. Um, and, you know, if people don't know why, then you should definitely need to go back and listen to last week's episode in Bicycle Day. Um, but, like, yeah, it's they have one of the longest droughts in um, baseball and playoff and history. No, no, there isn't. There's no life. There's no um lifeline hanging around the the even more piss off okay i i want to say two years ago two maybe three years ago right they trade chris archer to the buckos for their top prospects of tyler glasnow and austin meadows one year later glasnow is one of the hottest pitchers in their farm and austin meadows was launching home runs like nobody's business then you fast forward to this season, Rays still have both players, and Archer was released from the Pirates and back on the Rays. Who, who won that deal? And Glasnow's our ace. Yeah, he's already a, he's already filled demon. in. Yeah, he filled in the shoes of Snell after Snell got traded to the Padres this offseason. Um, and Glasnow's now the ace of the Rays at his very young age. Meadows is back to business as usual after, you know, spending at least two seasons on the injury stint. And Archer's back on the Rays. What did the Pirates get out of that deal? We don't get anything. We don't, we never get anything. Pain. We didn't even get anything when we traded McCutcheon, who was the face of our organization I for a while. Yo, I Which loved Cutch on the Pirates. I, I loved thought That was the biggest fuck you to him. It was. He, was, he was the face of the Pirates. He literally gave his life to the city. And yeah, literally, like you said, the biggest fuck you to him. The biggest. It, hey. It's so sad. And quotes going around from players are are like, I have to play somewhere, right? So the people who the people who just want to still play are coming to the Pirates. But there's no spark. There's absolutely no spark within this organization. And I think one of the problems that it boils down to is how are teams like the Pirates getting away with having, I want to say their salary cap is $62 million? Yeah, they're one of the cheapest teams. Um... They are the, the cheapest. cheapest teams. They literally are one and they're like at the bottom. They're either last or second to last every year when it comes to how is that even okay? That, that shouldn't, there needs to be a change there. And exactly. Yeah. We have one of the most beautiful stadiums and it's just so sad to see, to see it not get put to use. I'm never going to see a world series in my lifetime with the pirates. If Bob, Nutting don't say that. Listen, hold if on. Bob Nutting doesn't sell the damn team. I am never going to see one. This man needs to sell a team. He doesn't, he cares more about his ski resort. Okay. He, he puts more she's money into wrong. his damn ski resort. No, she's right. She's hundred percent right to the pirate. That is absolutely. Uh, I have a hot take and I know this might sound crazy, but stay with me here. I think the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh community need to do what Mets fans did. Like you basically have to trash the owner of the pirates until he has to sell the team. We've been doing that. Yeah, yeah, they have doing been doing that. You got to keep been doing, doing that for years. Yeah, okay, I, I didn't just say that, but you got, you got to keep doing They're it. They're just distracted by Roethlisberger and Sid the kid and until those guys retire, Then, you know, they don't care. You have they you have to. I think what makes it the worst is that, 
Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh works hard for their money. There's not a lot of disposable income oh, yeah. there, right? And oh, the people, yeah. the, pizza, oh, God, the people yeah. of Pittsburgh, they have six to eight months of winter. You guys get it. You're from up north. You're living it. Um, what do you, you turn to? You turn to beer and you turn to sports. And when you put them together, it's all the happiness you get for those all six months of darkness. Preach. And let me tell you, these people work hard for their money. And it's just, it's sad because... The pirates, the pirates used to be, the pirates used to be great. You know, we have, we have people who have had season tickets their entire lives and what are, why are they buying into this organization? Like you said, we need to trash the owner. And I think the only way to get him to sell the team is to actually make his pockets hurt. Quit going to games. I was, you just took the words right out of my mouth. Cause that's what happened. You can ask Esther, bro. When I brought him up here. We went to City Field. It was cheap as shit. When I mean cheap as shit, it's like 50% less to go to City Field than it was to go to Yankee Stadium. And that was a sold-out crowd. And it was a sold-out crowd. Sold-out crowd. Sold-out it, it, rem- it was the World Series rematch between the Mets and the uh, Royals uh, on that summer day. And uh, Bartolo Colon his, hit a home run. He did not hit a home run that game. He did hit a home run. Oh, wait, no, that was a different game. I'm sorry. That was a different... We weren't there. I'm sorry. I, listen, I, I wish go to we were there. Listen, I, I'm, I live in New York. I can't go to Rays games. So I go to a lot of Mets games, all right? Take it easy, because I'm not going to Yankee Stadium. There's Fuck, no passion. There's no... There's no passion? No, but that's what happened. <laughs> listen, the citizens of Queens said, Fuck you. Fuck the Mets. We're not doing this. We are not going to keep putting money in your pockets when all you're doing is putting it right in your pocket instead of building a good baseball team, which is what you own a baseball team for. So, there you go. If you're getting that's into... Fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. He who must not be named gave us an updated fact here. The the payroll, the estimated Pirates payroll has gone down and down and down. I don't even know how this is legal. $38,562,500 is the estimated payroll. Do you know for- what is so terrible about that is? There are guys in the NBA who make that annually. Exactly. That's fucking crazy. Exactly. Dude, Juju said it right. Maybe he should have. He was mad that his contract was his rookie year contract. And he was like, maybe my mama should have put me in the NBA. Well, damn, look at the estimated payroll for the Pirates itself. Yeah, I mean, Juju got Juju got paid. But even when the Pirates lose, Bob fucking nutting wins. It's not, it's it's not fair. That's what needs to change here, people. Yep. You want to know why people, at least in the Pittsburgh market, aren't watching baseball. That's it right there. Dang. Turn me up. <laughs> Turn me up. Say less. Say the say pirates less. could barely cover it. the cost of Taylor Swift's Manhart- Manhattan apartment. 30 That's points gold. That's hilarious. Say that less. Absolutely insane. <clears throat> I'm just going to go fuck myself. Go cry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Listen, I, I've very, for a very short period of time when I was living in Cleveland, I think now I have more Indians gear and that makes me mad all in itself because I don't want to be, I don't want to be an Indians fan. I don't want to be a Cleveland fan, but if I had to, I also want to watch baseball and I don't want to give my money. I've been saying, I've been saying it. I I don't want to give my money to this team. Ohio does suck. 
A thousand percent. Yeah, all of it. I lived in Cleveland for six months and I said, get me out of here. And I moved, I was paying for an apartment that I didn't even live in for six months because I didn't want to, didn't want to live there anymore. I want to say kindly to our Ohio listeners that I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. This was the last episode you listened to. I would like to kindly say to all our Ohio listeners. We don't care. Anyway, <laughs> just, just, just so we're clear, the, <laughs> the Pirates' estimated annual payroll is about a million and a half dollars short of what LeBron James makes annually playing for the Lakers. And that is a fucking fact. Google it. I just did it. That's, it's that's And there's about 10 that's guys horrible. in the NBA that are making like well over the payroll for the Pirates annually. It's hilarious. There's there's a whole... Unless you're actually in that funny and I'm resting. There, there's a whole point where... This is what's being argued about what players should be making per minimum and per maximum. And that's the other issue with the MLB when they actually have, you know, no salary cap or, you know, um, floor minimum spending that they have per season. That's why the contracts are astronomical when you see these big signings. Oh, that makes me gr- that makes me vomit. Don't tell yeah, me don't that Mitch McConnell is worth about twenty two point five million dollars. Uh, oh, I loved him in the last Star Wars movie, though. He was great. Oh my God! Stop. Oh, why? What do you mean? Gross. Um, no, I hope I hope all the things, all the bad things happen to the Pirates owner because honestly, the fact that you could actually get away, Ashley's one hundred percent right. The fact that you can get away with paying that little in payroll every year. To your players and own a baseball team is fucking ridiculous. It's and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh it's should foul. go on strike. They really they should go on strike. Pittsburgh should go on strike and say fuck the pirates. We're not doing this. Ashley, you want to know something funny? Please, because I'm really depressed right <laughs> one, now. One of the lead uh, talk radio hosts that uh, Dave despises, actually, um, he tried to petition Tampa to do the same thing. And it's it's because he's so transplant from New York that he just does not give shit about this local team here in Tampa, um, and he's um, dick riding you know the Bolts and the Bucks over everything because obviously they pay him. But it's just he's said um, entirely that you know everybody in Tampa should boycott the Rays and make sure that you know nobody gives. Uh, Stu Sternberg any more money which to a point I understand because Stu Sternberg is just as bad he is not he is not completely wrong about that because Steve Sternberg is a piece of shit there's no doubt about that but here's my problem is that the Rays have one of the lowest payrolls every year and we still went to the fucking World Series last year exactly so I'm not there for Sternberg. I get that my money's going to him, and that's an evil I'm willing to accept because I love that team, and I want them to go all the way in spite of that fucking asshole. Unfortunately, the Pirates aren't in that same situation. No, because the the difference is, is that the Pirates actually have you know, the classic team feel. They have that history. They've been around that long. The Rays haven't. Beautiful stadium. That's what's, that's what's putting them... Uh, in jeopardy of staying in this state. You know, if, if people actually committed to what that radio host did, it's just boycotting the Rays would send them faster to Montreal and bring back the Expos. The Pirates, the, that pi- either. the Pirates stadium makes the trouble like a cereal box. <laughs> yeah. Pirates stadium makes a few <laughs> look, look like a cereal box. That is true. 
but it's, I mean, it's just it, it. all angles. I I've, I've seen it. I've seen the pirates play against the, um, the giants and that stadium was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, but I mean, from all, from not every angle is beautiful. You could see the, you could see the parking lot from one angle and that just wasn't a nice scene. Pirate, if you're in the pirate stadium, no matter where you're sitting, you'll see a beautiful angle. You won't see a parking lot. You won't see anything. You'll just see pure beauty. How nice is it crossing that bridge over the river into the stadium? Beautiful. It's amazing. It feels great. It feels right going through the tunnel and seeing all of beautiful Pittsburgh is gorgeous. When you see the baseball stadium, you get excited. You get this feeling of like nostalgia. At least I do. And then you think about it, you tap back into reality and you're like, God damn it, Bob nutting. Why? It's sad. Sad for the people of Pittsburgh. It's sad for baseball fans. Uh. We need to move on to the other fish we have to fry throughout the show. Um, Don't make me hungry. Who should That's in a couple of seconds. Yeah. Don't make me hungry. You make me hungry. Shut up. Um, Let's start off with who watched Mortal Kombat dropping on HBO Max this past weekend. Unfortunately, I didn't get the chance. My boyfriend has been talking about it for about four weeks, and he was all excited. We were gonna go see it, but then we had to. We re, we just lost time going to that concert. You, so we might watch it tonight or tomorrow. You had all the uh, excuses in the world, dear. You, <laughs> you were having a lot all of fun. excuses in the world. <laughs> um, I did so not watch. I did not watch it either. Did not watch it. I did not watch it because I was threatened with cement shoes from Hello Nurse if I watched it without her. So I decided cement I would shoes. I would, you know, just <laughs> rather keep my life and my health. So I did not watch it, but I did watch a synopsis on it. Hopefully she listen to this episode and realize that I spoiled the movie for myself. But that's I, that's a that's a risk I'm willing to take for content. Okay. I that's mean, how much I love this shit. I did see it, baby. You you watched it? Yeah. What do you okay, expect? So what do you, you expect? You, I expect nothing less. I really listen, do. <laughs> listen, nothing less. You know who? Don't you dare put that evil on me. I don't care what you heard about that this movie not being good. It has to be good. It, I liked it. Guys, tell me it was good. I liked it. Thank you. It, it was okay. Fuck you. I wow, Matt. Matt. Okay. Wow, Matt, Apparently, Matt's rotten tomatoes all of a sudden now. <laughs> listen. I have a rule of thumb. If your plot summary is posted on Wikipedia before the release date, that's a bad sign. Bro, it's 2021. Everything gets Who leaked. Who reads Wikipedia for movies? Thank, thank you. It's 2021, bro. Everyone, everything gets leaked on Reddit before it's supposed to happen. And well, Wikipedia. sure, everything okay. gets leaked on Reddit. But it's just the, the problem is that the United States got distribution last. It was released internationally um a full month uh ahead of schedule of the united states so yeah. that was a little different yeah um marketing wise you know i felt like it was swept under the rug and it wasn't as hyped up as it was um someone's got to research this for me because i have no idea when did warner brothers purchase new line cinema 
or is uh, somebody purchased New Line Cinema? I have I have no idea. But they were the ones who first had the Mortal Kombat movies in the first place, so they got to continue with it. Um, to put it as brief as possible without ruining anything for everyone here on the pod, they basically took the angle of a lot of the new games with their timelines plus putting a lot of stuff from the comics into the movie and what they they announced this before the american release they're really banking on commercial success to roll out more films because they actually want to do a um four movie series with this which is you know interesting enough as it is i mean video game movies are hit or miss and there's a lot of people who actually consider the original mortal Kombat film pretty you know savvy for it was good for his time for, for a 90s action film it was good it was funny it was actually funny yeah. and some of the things they did were not fantastic like honestly like that scorpion character from the original movie i hated it i hated the way he looked Hated the thing coming out of his hand. No, was, I, and I agree on that. It was one. not not true to source material whatsoever. I really think with the Scorpion storyline, minus the main character that they uh, highlight so much bullshit behind in this movie, like the storyline for Scorpion in this film is very um, accurate to the comic line and to the video game line of yeah. how his origin is. So it's actually pretty raw they make sub-zero savage as he's supposed to be Mm -hmm. which is really fucking cool they a lot of people don't understand that Liu kang is not the spotlight of attention as he's supposed to be well that was something the filmmakers pointed out made it a point to do was not make Liu kang the main character because that's primary the point you know, it's just like, why? Now, this is completely apple and oranges, and it's really not fair because, you know, it's not even in the same category. But the shitty Street Fighter film that came out, I want to say late 80s, early 90s. Started, early 90s. Okay. Starring Rob Van Dam, they put more center of attention on Guile more than Ryu. Yeah, and I mean, like, how is there not just as much as people pissed off? Well, this is the, the one thing I read when I heard that they were introducing a new main main character, quote unquote, for the movie. I did not like it. I think Street Fighter in nineteen ninety four. I don't think not making Liu Kang the main character is a bad idea. Actually, I really don't because it's Liu Kang is one of those when Boone and Tobias made those games. Liu Kang is the prototypical hero function like they they mentioned in the movie that's what that's what he is so i think you probably should have went the scorpion route and just made scorpion the damn main character because it's It's his story if you listen if you they're actually catering more of the story around scorpion no i i I heard that and i think that's a good point i think making the made-up character for this movie the main actual main character is really bad idea so i'm glad that they did do it um so listen, people like the Mortal Kombat series and are fans of it. People that are that aren't diehard fans of it and know the background and the story like us, if you ask them about Mortal Kombat, 
those are the characters they know. It's always Sub-Zero and Scorpion. So those guys need to be the focus if you're not going to do the same old tired thing of where Liu Kang is the main character. If this movie is not exactly an, an amazing video game movie, which how many amazing video game movies have we got? But that's my point. If it's at least passable, like it's a decent video game movie, it's probably better than any video game movie we've had in a long time. Great. Let them start a new universe. And then hopefully the movies get better with more popularity and more money coming in. So I really think that whole setup for the multi-film will only make sense. But as long as it just, as long as it's not dumb, you know what I mean? It wasn't silly. Well, that's the thing. Like, right, Mortal Kombat 1 and 95 was silly, but almost like passable. Like it was cringy, but in a funny way. Like it almost kind of laughed at itself a little bit. And then Annihilation is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Talk oh, about bad. So bad, it's not funny. Talk about bad CGI. I saw he who should not be named said that the CGI didn't look great in this Mortal Kombat. And I've seen other people say that it looked a little good sometimes and sometimes not so good. Listen, I don't care. I I'll take anything over freaking ninety five Mortal Kombat or Annihilation ninety seven. I'm good. We need to get on to the next major superhero nerd shit that dropped and finished. We closed out the second MCU TV series on Disney Plus with the Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got two Captain America and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) See, now you're spoiling shit. We all knew that was going to happen anyway. I mean, we can just put a a sauce spoiler if you want. (laughs) Do not want Falcon and Winter Soldier spoiled for you. Click ahead. Timestamps in the description. There was a lot of people... And we've said this on the pod before that this show was probably a lot more um, better put together than uh, WandaVision actually was. A lot of people said WandaVision was dragged out, especially with the TV themes that they were trying to do for like the first handful of episodes. But as far as, you know, what's being set up in the MCU with these two series, um, how does the impact of Loki also shape what's the future of this next part in the MCU? I think this series was a much more contained story and I wouldn't say it's necessarily better. I would say it's very similar in WandaVision. The fact that it was both kind of character pieces that are contained stories that do have ramifications throughout the larger Marvel universe Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch, getting the Darkhold, and you had a lot of stuff come up at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Sam is now the Captain America. You've got Sharon Carter's the Power Broker, which I didn't really like that. I would love to hear what you thought about that, Esther, because I didn't really like that. I didn't really understand it. I thought they kind of just like threw there's that out a there. Lot of, there's a lot of deeper Marvel nerds that say that where a lot of this links to is that the power broker has some sort of influence with um, the 10 rings. This isn't confirmed with what the MCU is doing though, but um, there's going to be a lot of connection from that angle in the Shang-Chi movie. Possibly. I'm cool with that. Yeah, and I'm 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 interested to see what they do with Sharon Carter, and then you also have Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, aka 
Madam Hydra, played by uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. What is she doing? What is she doing with U.S. Agent? That's going to be interesting. You do, I mean, they kind of glaze over that, I feel like, to get to the final U.S. Agent reveal with his comic book black costume. But there is another super soldier running around like, what are we going to do with that? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? They kind of left a little ambiguous. I personally liked Falcon Winter Soldier more than WandaVision because I said this, I think, two episodes ago. If you play all six episodes of Falcon Winter Soldier back to back to back and watch them all, it's like a really long six-hour Marvel movie, spy movie with Sam and the Winter Soldier. Right, and I went back to watch a lot of the Captain America films before watching the last episode. A lot of the elements from the Captain America series does borrow a lot of, you know, the theme elements in this, you know, especially from what um, terrorist powers are trying to take advantage, who's going to come up and uprise and, you know, influence the battle between, you know, heroes and governing officials. Um, There's a lot of things that are in play, especially the lingering question mark. So I really think it was a well done show. I think it, I think they both were, and they both were not supposed to be, you know, these are not finales of these stories. These stories are going to be ongoing, and you could definitely see them do more side stories for the MCU through these things. By the way, it's four hours altogether if you watch Falcon Winter Soldier start to finish. But anyway, like I said, if you watch it more condensely, I think Falcon Winter Soldier is a much more direct story. The themes are all there. WandaVision sort of did a little bit of a play on a... Almost say like the Twilight Zone kind of feel to the show with the beginning, the TV things, with the TV going through the different eras, kind of making you wonder what's really going on. But I like my Marvel straight to the point. Give me fights, give me explosions, give me what I want. But they were both great. Soon to come, sooner than later. See, the problem is that Bucky got invited to the. Um barbecue so that's that's the whole purpose of the story he finally got invited to the barbecue i thought he already went to the barbecue it's like Bro, second time i think bucky lived second, in wakanda. second time bucky second lived time? in wakanda of course he's invited to the barbecue what are you talking about right now he went with he went with sam i'm talking about sam's barbecue he's the white wolf i'm talking about sam's barbecue that's He's going true. to Bucky's going to all the barbecues. That's almost Sam's barbecue. That's <laughs> Pretty sure that was a broil, a crawfish broil. It wasn't a barbecue. There's a, there's a fine difference and whatnot. And if you're going to be talking about the these foods, then we should definitely be talking about who has the munchies. Oh boy! And I say, I say, I say, I say, boy. Uh-oh. You got some splaining to do, baby. Oh man, I'm hoping for TV the and especially to come and help me out. Rose again. Oh man, I don't know what happened. Yes, yeah, what do you mean you don't know what happened? Yeah, the savages. people spoke. Yeah, the savages. people lined themselves with the correct selection that biscuits and gravy are superior to the. Egg, bacon, cheese on a bagel, or any bread, all things considered, the people I've spoken, I'm making biscuits and gravy. So there's two, there's two things for this, real quick. On me, on me at least. Number one, they're both wrong. 
Yes. Well, for the longest time, for the longest time, I always thought biscuits and gravy meant like the brown gravy and biscuits. And I was like, y'all disgusting. Never what are you talking about? When I was, when I first moved what to this country. that pudding skin bullshit? When I was, when I first moved to, not to this country, when I first moved to the South, I'm talking about Texas. They were like, oh, there's uh, there's a, a thing called Bix, uh, biscuits and gravy. And I was like, I seen y'all put brown gravy on mashed potatoes. Y'all put that shit on a, on a biscuit. And they were like, no, it's a little bit different. And I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to eat it. And I didn't eat biscuits How and gravy. How was this your introduction to this? Because I did not eat biscuits and gravy until I met you and you made your own. And I was like, oh, this is it's pretty good. That but, is a long separation of bullshit and, and irrelevance. That doesn't matter. All I'm saying is bacon, egg, and cheese apparently has to take the backseat on this one. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what, where the fuck you got brown gravy. Ain't nobody in the South put ground gravy on biscuits. For That's brown. what I thought, man. What do what, what no. you expect? I don't no. know. I'm going to give you a pass on that because you're not born in this country. So I'm going yes. to give you a pass so on I that. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. All right, listen. There are biscuits and gravy, just so all our viewers can know this. There are biscuits and gravy. That you have with like you know Thanksgiving dinner with the brown gravy, right? Biscuits and yeah. gravy in the South is white gravy, with gray gravy, whatever yeah, you want to call milk. it. Yeah, with the sausage milk. gravy. Sausage gravy. There you go. It's pretty you, good. Ashley, you go first. I can't do this right now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so my this is I'm literally torn right now because if it's like my grandma's sausage gravy biscuits, like. That is so good. And yeah, it's like the the sausage gravy, some good flaky biscuits right out of the oven. Oh my God. Um, but if you have the right kind of like, like the eggs are made perfectly and the cheese, and we got to talk hot sauce here. Yep. If you have the right kind of hot sauce, I don't know. That one's tough. That one is tough when it comes to a like a egg and cheese sandwich on any kind of bread or sausage gravy, man, that's a game time decision for me. It, it's a, less. it's a, it's a toss up. But if the, if, if the, if the hot sauce is wrong and it's not good, then count me out. I'll take uh gravy and biscuits. All the time over. Here's where I make the separation of the two on n- number one on why this is unfair <laughs> entirely. First of all, for the standard, especially the New York standard. Okay. When you order food, this sandwich, the signature sandwich, a slice of pizza, you name it, it's on the go, baby. Mm-hmm. You always have it on the fly. And you yep. have the right things to make sure that you are eating this walking, running, on the subway. driving, subway, yep. bus, bus, taxi, to yep. JFK, you name hey, it. Hey, I'm walking okay? here. All right. Yes, sausage actually. gravy is yes. New good. York bagels are superior. That is correct. Sausage gravy is comfort food. This was hard enough, and then freaking he who should not be named has to t- has to tell the story about how he won the mother of his child over with business and gravy. Like, how do I compete with that shit, man? You know what I'm saying? Listen, I love biscuits and gravy. I love it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the ultimate breakfast, you can't go wrong with a good. Uh, now, I now this is the what I will say. Listen, Ashley, man, I've 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 been telling you to pick. Ashley is correct. If you get a bad bagel sandwich, it is it is like it's a hit or miss thing. Done. It's a it's done. Like if you get a bad bagel, you've seen me get a bad bagel sandwich. It's not it's not it ain't pretty. 
I've, I've seen you throw it. It's not pretty. I've thrown them. I have. Yes. It's Good, as you should. It's Throw not. Throw it right out the window. <laughs> it's not. You spent three weeks in New York and did a get a bagel? No, oh, I was. What the he's fuck laughing. What the fuck is the matter with you? Like, you just put that in there. No, no, no. Hold on. Pause. You're just going to throw that in there. Like, I'm not going to see it react to it. What the fuck is the matter with you? Like, what? Oh, my God. This guy. I can't. Between you and then Esbro comes to New York for the first time, he goes wants to go to Sabaro's for pizza. I can't. I can't with these people. What? Sabaro <laughs> pizza? Are you kidding me? Thank you, Ash. This man went, an airport. Ash this man went to the mall. Listen, a Chicago, a Chicago man will not die and and conform. Fuck you. This and man I do, and I do that in spite dog? of all of you. What? He, sure, he does. I do not put ketchup on my hot dogs. Wow. That's disgusting. I'm not a, I, I, I don't put ketchup on hot dogs. I'm not a child. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're a terrorist. I am a terrorist. Did you see that meme where the guy puts the like his whole fist and the hot dog into the bucket of ketchup? That's me. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, throne, right? Listen, so he- here's the thing. If you Look, offer- she said it straight up, okay? It's 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 hot sauce and not ketchup. It's hot sauce and not ketchup. We, okay. this, it is no. That, that's Texas Pete, we run the streets. Listen, I ate it this morning. I went to my favorite deli, local deli. I got a bacon, egg, and cheese on a everything toasted bagel with salt, pepper, and hot sauce. And it fucking slaps. Okay. It does. But can you get sauces gravy from the same spot? No. I of can't get sauces and gravy anywhere around here. Final of decision. I'm can. picking the sandwich because you can have that every day. You can't exactly. You can't on the go with sausage gravy and you have to be ready for a nap yeah. afterwards. If Talk you're eating a breakfast sandwich, you just sold me with your, oh, that sounds so fucking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turn me up. See? It is. Yep. Listen, All that's right. the thing. Y'all, listen, y'all ain't getting none. Listen, I'm making, gra- Texas I'm making Pete, we run the street. scratch gravy. Texas Pete, <laughs> Pete, we run the street. Turn me I the fuck up. It doesn't, doesn't matter whose side you take. The, the people spoke and they said sausage gravy. Listen, the people are wrong. It's okay that they're wrong. There yeah, might no, be people and I love hey, them listen, still. you're in the wrong. I'm not in the sir. wrong. Yes, you are. I am not in the wrong. Yeah, all of you d- chose to defy the odds. And you, you know, woke up, chose you know, violence. We're gonna, we're violence. As, as of this five-person panel. Go ahead. Join you your own wrong. Super League. Join your own Super League. Do <laughs> it. Ahead. Do it. I wish you would. <laughs> go ahead. Go join. Jami and Ashley are starting our own podcast. You can go fuck yourself. And we're saying right. you should not be named. Right. Ladies That's and gentlemen, right. this has been the last <laughs> podcast. Good night. <laughs> so, so in the divorce, me and TV, he should not be named. In the divorce. <laughs> that, you know, actually, that I have. I have. Uh, he must not be named in the prenup. <laughs> wow, no, in the prenup. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. If you can't wrong. get biscuits and gravy at <laughs> McDonald's breakfast drive-through, <laughs> you, you can't. Listen, if I know if I'm going somewhere and I'm gonna get a good homemade biscuits and gravy, I'm never gonna say no. Sign me up. Agree. Sign me up, especially if Esbro makes it. You can't get like I don't know any other good joints chain-wise. That does it outside of um, Cracker Barrel. The only one. It's the only one that's even close. Because to you get biscuits with other, every other like soul food, you know, Southern Waffle House kitchen type shit. No, Waffle, Waffle House. House they don't. No. Wow. That's they garbage. Bojangles. Bojangles. You know yes. What? No. They they She's do. Not wrong they about do. That. They do do it. You're right. 
We don't have them up here, but I know they do it. He, he who must not be named agreed. Fuck Cracker Barrel. One time they do like this weird thing, like smoked sausage, and I just don't vibe with it. Right. I would pick. I actually, I just want to go to Cracker Barrel. I cry every time I, I I'm on a family diners. trip, and they're like, "Let's <laughs> go." Prefer diners because they won't fuck it up. You get the southern taste in there. Bro, that entire place needs a case of salt on all of their food. <laughs> <laughs> the epitome of it white people does. not using seasoning. <laughs> Talk your shit. Talk your shit. Preach. You are not wrong. Bojangles b- b- business and gravy actually is not terrible, though. He must not be named. What is your dog in this fight? You you were saying biscuits and gravy over. Bro, he said he said he had a baby with biscuits and gravy. What the fuck do you think? He's <laughs> what do you think? Well, look, uh, for me, I'm, I'm not gonna like. I'm kind of on both sides. Uh, I'm not going to pick one, but I will say like I'm going. I'm going to both of those meals for two different reasons. If I want to sit down and have a really good breakfast at a table, I'm going for biscuits and gravy. If I am on the go, going to work, got something to do, I'm going with the bagel. Timing, timing not being involved at all, and if I had the choice, it's it's biscuits and gravy all the way. Sorry, I'm not sorry. I have a question for you biscuits and gravy people, though. Do you pick sure. biscuits and gravy because it's a more relaxed setting and you don't you can't get it every day or or is is that the reason why because i would take the relaxed setting aspect of it and be like okay hell right. yeah i associate that with biscuits and gravy right when i'm going to work and i eat that sandwich that makes my day a little bit better but i still have to go to work let me let me rebuttal is what what gives the better brunching scene between the two Bitches and gravy. That's not a fair question. With my mimosas. With my mimosas. But what do we get more often? What do we eat more often? So are we, are we getting that there? Because um, you have it so much that, that it's, I could you, see, you don't love it as much. Right. And I could you see have the it point. as often. I can see the point where business and gravy aren't as conveniently available as bagels are. So that, that is, that is a good point. I did bring this argument up for the regional challenge, to be honest, of, you know, what what is considered better between the North and the South. Clearly, the South won the battle, but they did not win the war. And we could all agree on that. So, there's that. We'll, we'll probably figure out other food... I've been telling you, Matt, and whatnot. I've been giving you the list, Matt. No, see, yes. see, now I get to pick the next one because I won. Oh, you get to pick. It, I won. I, but so if you I want the South to win, one. if you want the South to win the war, I already gave you that trap card. You listen here, listen here, Yugi. I don't need your damn cards here. <laughs> I got the Celtic Guardian. <laughs> All right, we we should. If you guys ever need somebody as a tiebreaker please call me or text me and i'll happily give you my hot food take anytime you're say less we, say less. we are definitely going to die say less you are you are in a wanderlust of a spirit you have gone a lot of places in your travels you are very well versed in a lot of encounters i hope one day there's a time frame where we are 
uh, at least dancing in the same festival one way or another because I think you'd be a good party and whatnot. And please, thank you so much for coming on. Sunset. Sunset. Yes, I'm supposed to. Let's go to Sunset. I'm supposed to promote my uh, the new Perler field. Give me five seconds. Thank you. And by the way, thank you, Ashley, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for yes. all your commentary and your opinions. You were a fantastic guest, and we definitely need you back as a tiebreaker. Look what Maddie made you for your birthday. Oh, okay. So this is free. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you can't just give her a pot. You actually have to do something. Get that some is effort. beautiful. Are you going to SMF? I am. I don't think I'm going to Sunset this right. year. Now you are. Now you are. You, are. Uh, you know, like... I've been thinking about it. If I can, if tickets are still available, I might, I might have to. I think they're thin. I really think that they are uh, thin. But I have made Sunset Music Festival Perler pendants uh, sponsored by the Plurler Blood Prince on Instagram. Definitely follow that for all of your festival um, custom candies because festivals are back. Um, again, Ashley, thank you. A million thank yous for coming on the show. Definitely with your sports take. Um, definitely with your food opinion. All things considered. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really yeah. appreciated it. It was a wonderful experience and I can't wait to be a tiebreaker in the future. For sure. TV, take us home. Once again, thank you for being here. We'll catch you guys next week. Stay tuned. We're going to have more guests coming on. Follow the, in, follow the Instagram. Join the Facebook group. Join the Twitter. And get involved. You know, if you have any questions, if you want to be on the show, let us know. Jaime, take us home. All right, baby. Well, Ashley, thank you for uh, coming on the show with us, putting up with us. As always, uh, good show, fellas. Everyone involved. Um, obviously, the producer that actually knows how to produce, that's, that's very welcoming. And, uh, yeah, like I said, make sure you check us out in the Matrix. And uh, let's anybody get us any ideas for, like, being on the show, gay spots, anything, we're, you know, we're here to listen. That's at ETV underscore pod on the Twitter machine and at TV pod on Instagram. And my name is Maddie Estabro. Thank you for tuning in for another installment of the Estabro TV podcast.